This is Ion Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Welcome back to Ion Foxborough. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels. It is Thursday, February 1st, and as of right now, barring some unforeseen change, looks like Bill Belichick's not going to be an NFL coach to start the 2024 season. The Washington Commanders were the last team to fill their opening today. They opted to choose Dan Quinn over Belichick, which is a move. Mark, what do you make of Bill as the uh, as a free agent right now, still? It's, it's shocking, Chris, and I don't think it's surprising to me, just me, I think it's surprising to people inside Gillette Stadium. I mean, let's rewind. When Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft announced publicly they were mutually parting of the ways, Robert Kraft said something along the lines of, it's going to be really weird to see Bill Belichick in a different hoodie next season. Rewind to a couple weeks ago, Gerard Mayo was talking on one of the radio stations, I think WEI, said something along the lines of, I've offered Brian Belichick and Steve Belichick jobs, but they have the option to go with their father, meaning... Gerard Mayo also thought Bill Belichick was going to get a job, right? Robert Kraft thought Bill would have a job. Gerard Mayo thought Bill would have a job. I think a lot of people, including us, thought Bill Belichick would have a job, right? He's arguably the greatest ever, six-time Super Bowl champion. He's a defensive coach in a coaching cycle that saw the majority of the guys hired be defensive coaches. So for him to lose out to the Falcons and then even the Commanders, which is a, a report we can get into, is, is strange to me. I mean, in Washington, they hired Dan Quinn who, by the way, lost to Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl when his team had a 28-3 lead. I mean, you hired that guy over Bill Belichick. To me, it's like, wow, you went for an older, I don't say older, I think he's in his late 40s or something, but you went with, like, you know, not a young, defensive-minded head coach. And it's not Bill Belichick. A bit a bit of a surprise. Right, so we can dive into, Diana Rossini reported uh, earlier today, this was somewhat surprising because, until today, the only like known team that Bill had talked to was Atlanta, and they went with Raheem Morris. So Diana reports, quote, during the hiring process in Washington, Bill Belichick was considered for the job, per sources. The commanders spoke with him, and he had support from some decision makers. In the end, Dan Quinn is their choice. That's some weird phrasing where it doesn't say that Bill interviewed for the job, but it seems like he wanted it if he had support from some decision makers. I don't know if it would have been the best fit for him in Washington based on everything they've done this offseason, but it's still jarring that he had interest in that and they went with Dan Quinn. That's my read on it, Mark. It's surprising. And I think a lot of it has to do about their hiring process. So Washington hired a general manager first because historically that's what teams do. And they hired Adam Peters, who was probably considered the, I think maybe one of the top GM candidates on the market. He was the assistant GM for the 49ers. So Adam Peters, a first year GM, I can understand why they wouldn't want to pair him with Bill Belichick. Let's be honest. Bill Belichick runs the show. He wants to have a say who he drafts, who he signs. Now, there's mixed reporting out there on if Bill still wants that. Some some reports were saying Bill doesn't want to be a GM, but other reports like Yahoo says that was the sticking point in Atlanta. So like, I, I can understand it from the commander standpoint and saying, you know what? First time GM, we have the GM we really like. We need to pair him someone who will work with him, who will be, you know, simpatico with Adam Peters. I don't think that's Bill Belichick. They've also done some things where like they hired uh, Bob Myers, two time NBA executive of the year to try and help run the franchise. I could totally see Bill butting heads with um, 
an NBA guy trying to tell him how to how to coach his team. You know, I, I don't think that's going to go over well. Like, what is what does this guy know? We're not dribbling basketballs here. We're throwing them. We're throwing footballs. You know, I I, I can't see that going well either. But I, I guess a ton comes down to still like, does he want total total control? Because I think this hiring cycle has shown that he's not getting it anywhere. Yeah, and, and I think it's understandable. I mean, over the last four years, the Patriots finished under 503, three out of four years. Um, the drafting hasn't been good in New England. The free agent signings have, really hasn't been good in New England. The trades haven't been good. I mean, look at the state of the Patriots offense, Chris. They have an offensive coordinator position that doesn't seem like many people want. And the reason is they don't have tackles. They don't have a number one receiver. They don't have a quarterback. They have one running back. I mean, their offensive side of the ball is an absolute mess. And that's on Bill Belichick, the GM. Like, right. I never had an issue with Bill Belichick as the coach. I mean, I thought this past year, even a four-win Patriots team showed at times they were really well coached. That was certainly the case on defense. But Bill Belichick, the GM, leaves so much to be desired. If I'm another team, I I'm not I'm not letting him having full authority on all that stuff because Bill Belichick having full authority led to the Patriots not bringing back Tom Brady and essentially ruining their offense. So I, I think that is sort of coming back to haunt him. But I would be surprised unless he retires if he's not a coach in the, in the future, right? Because, I mean, next year, who knows what jobs come up. You think Bill will get another chance and maybe he would be willing to relinquish some control after being shut out. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm with you on not giving him control at this point where they've been sub 503 of the last four years. To be real with you, they're going to be sub 500 again this year, like in 2024. Sorry to already rain on the parade preemptively, but like that's because the roster is where it is. You're looking at a multi-year rebuild here where they're going to have to fix things. So that's really like four out of five years with a losing record. It, it just, you know, it, it's not a good setup. But I do think Bill will get another coaching job and I don't think that he's going to have to wait a full year for it. That's like my hot take moving forward is that if he just chills, I don't think he really needs to do anything. People are like, oh, he should consult. He should do TV. If he just chills out. I think he'll have a job before 20, the 2024 season ends. You know, just picture Jerry Jones. Cowboys start three and four, three and five. Mike McCarthy's in the last year. Bill Belichick is sitting there as a free agent, like, I think that trigger finger gets awful itchy. And I think that he moves on from McCarthy quicker and there's a job like that. And that's not to say that it would just be Dallas. Although Jerry Jones randomly was talking about how much he likes bill this week and how much he thinks they could work together down at the senior bowl. But I mean, I think the Eagles are in the same boat where if they start poorly, that could happen. The giants, which that could be bills like dream job. You know, if they decide that Dable's not the guy and want to move on there, I think bill would go coach the giants in a heartbeat. I think there are going to be openings for Bill if he just bides his time and says, no more control. Don't need control. Like, just let me coach. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with you 100 percent, Chris. And and that brings us into something I mentioned a few minutes ago. You know, the, the Patriot, the state of the Patriots offense, I think, is a big reason why we currently don't have an offensive coordinator. And this search, for those who don't know, it's been Gerard Mayo. I'll give him credit, Chris. He has checked in and interviewed almost all top OC candidates. And that's what you want to see, right? You don't want to see, at least for me, I, I didn't want to see Gerard Mayo hire someone quickly. I wanted to see him cast a wide net. And that wide net has included nearly a dozen. We have 11 OC candidates, but those numbers are falling. They're falling kind of fast. Um, We've had several guys hired, several other promising assistants take lesser jobs or just say, hey, you know what? Like Gerard Johnson's like, I'm going to stay in Houston and be the QB coach. 
Chris, what do you make out of the Patriots' current OC search? Where do you see it headed? And are you surprised as of, what are we on right now, Thursday, that we don't know who it'll be? I'm not terribly surprised yet. And I think that by the end of the week, you're going to know how they feel about the San Francisco guys. Because right now they have Brian Flurry, who is the 49ers tight end coach, and Clint Kubiak, who is the passing game coordinator in San Francisco. Obviously, both really intriguing candidates coming from Kyle's offense, especially, I, I mean, I think Flurry's path is so wild where he like, his, he's a college quarterback, but then coached defense forever, then was in Miami and had like an Ernie Adams type job, then was coaching defense again in San Francisco, 2020. Kyle decides to flip him over to offense. He's an offensive assistant for a couple of years. Now he's coached tight ends there for a couple of years. So it's not like a Matt Patricia situation where you're pulling somebody off of defense and putting him onto the offensive side of the ball, where now he's had four years with Kyle. But I do think that like the longer this goes on, I think the more seriously they're taking the San Francisco candidates. Mark, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I think so. I think the top candidate is Nick Cayley. He's the current Rams tight ends coach and former Patriots tight ends coach. I think that is a name that will elicit a wide range of emotions for Patriots fans. I think some people will be disappointed because Nick Cayley has never coached a quarterback and he's never called plays. Um, I'll say this, though. I'm, I'm a fan of Nick Cayley. Um, from everything I've heard about him is that he's really well respected by his peers, his coaches, the players. He comes across as a very smart and hardworking assistant coach. He's also someone who has had OC, I'd say, interest in the past. Um, for example, a year ago, he was the only assistant coach on the Patriots staff who interviewed with the Patriots for their vacant OC job that went to Bill O'Brien. He later interviewed with Robert Sala in the New York Jets for their OC job that went to Nathaniel Hackett before they you know, acquired Aaron Rodgers. And then he interviewed with the Houston Texans um, and D'Amico Reyes over there before they hired Bobby Slowick, who's become one of the hottest OC candidates, you know, one of the youngest and hottest OC candidates on the market. I worded that really strangely. But what I'm saying is Bobby Slowick is really young and really talented and teams are already looking at him as a future head coach. So there's no shame on Nick Haley to losing out to, you know, the Texans OC. The fact that he had those interviews a year ago, I think it should ease some people's fears because all right, if other teams, including one that was led by Bill Belichick, viewed Kaylee as a potential OC, that's not a bad candidate to have. He's also the only guy who's been on the Patriots staff that, one, has had outside OC interest, and two, is always makes that Tom Pelissero list of potential future head coach candidates. The other guy on the Patriots staff was Demarcus Covington, who will be Gerard Mayo's next DC. So when he promoted... Demarcus Covington, Chris, I think both me and you were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Demarcus is hardworking. He's going to make a good DC. He's young. Other teams like him. I think it's sort of similar with Nick Cayley. I have one thought here, though. We're, at, we're at, currently on a Thursday. Nick Cayley interviewed Sunday and Monday. He also interviewed at the same time as Jeremy Springer, who then became the Patriots special teams coordinator. The fact that Nick Cayley has not been announced as the Patriots next OC says two things to me. One. Either the Patriots are not targeting Nick Cayley, or two, he's thinking about not taking the job, staying in Los Angeles, where maybe he'll get a promotion with Sean McVay. If that happens, I think that's a horrible sign for Mayo. What about you? Yeah, uh, I think some of that would come down to like how much the Patriots are offering, you know, how much they're going to pay him. But if he if McVay wants to make him his offensive coordinator, that's like a launch pad job. So it'd be hard to fault Cayley for taking it. I think Kaylee is a very, very logical candidate to the point where, like, if he was still in Foxborough, he would be the guy that you're like, oh, yeah, he's like on the Covington path where it's like it makes a lot of sense for him to come in. 
And spending a year with McVay should really on, only add to that. I'd be fascinated to see if he gets hired, what kind of offense he installs because he cut his teeth in the McDaniel style, but spent the last year with McVay. I, I, I wonder like where his preferences lie and how all of that would work. Um, but ultimately, like, I think if they hire Kaylee, that's another sign that they're very, very, they're going to be very patient here and understand that like 2024 is a year where a lot of people are going to be getting their feet under them. There's not a lot of established coaching in there where like, I mean, there, there's, you have a first time defense coordinator, first time offense coordinator, first time head coach, all on the younger side where I think Kaylee is the oldest in that group at 41. So I think you're essentially acknowledging like, yeah, you know, this is going to be a get your feet wet type year, probably have a rookie quarterback doing the same thing and go from there. So it'll be fascinating to see how patient ownership is willing to be with this rebuild. Like, are they going to do it the right way? Or because when I'm, you hear Robert Kraft asked why he moved on for Bill Belichick, it's well, the last three or four years here were really tough. It's like 2024 does not look like a immediate bounce back to the playoffs, right? This is going to be a rebuild. It's going to take some time. I think Kaylee is fine. Like as a piece to that, but ownership needs to realize this in like, chill in 2024 yeah yeah 100 i think the key if they hire nick Cayley, the key will be to hire a separate um coach to be the quarterback coach maybe even the pass game coordinator the connection that i do like is with luke getsy he's luke getsy he was fired as the bears oc after two years in chicago previously however he was the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator of the green bay packers he also has a connection with Elliot Wolf. I believe him and Elliot Wolf um, overlapped for a year there. And Luke Getze also overlapped with Nick Cayley at Akron University. They were both graduate assistants. So when I saw the Patriots are interviewing Luke Getze after Nick Cayley, I said, huh, I wonder if they'll try to pair him. You make Cayley the OC. You make Luke Getze the quarterback coach as passing game coordinator. And then Cayley has someone who's already called plays, right? I think that's not a bad avenue to go down, Chris. But I want to put you on the hot seat here. We have six candidates. Nick Cayley, Brian Flurry, Clint Kubiak, Tanner Engstrand, Luke Getze, and Scott Turner. I'd like you to order the candidates in the ranking file that you would like to see the Patriots high. Or if you're the owner, you're the GM, you're the head coach, in which order would you prefer these guys? In which order would you offer them the job? Um. Okay. Brian Flurry really interests me. <laughs> I think it's very weird. I think it's cool. I think it could work. I'm going Flurry one, Clint Kubiak two, because I like the Shanahan offense. I think he'd do a good job. I'll put Kaylee three, uh, Luke Getze four. One thing that I was going to say when you were talking about Getze is I don't know if he'd want to work under Kaylee when he already has the coordinator experience and he's kind of taking a step back. Maybe if you let him call plays that had happened, but like, why would he want to like work under Kaylee when he's like interviewing for OC jobs, other places, maybe sure. he totally strikes out. The other question I have is like, is he going to be a giant weirdo because he got along really well with Aaron Rodgers in green Bay? Like, is he, is he going to be a big weirdo? How, how's that going to work? <laughs> um, And then the last two, I, I think are like understandably at the bottom of the list and you can, like, you know, mix and match either way. But that's how I would run through them on the hot seat without like drawing this list out or anything. How would you order one through six? Yeah, I have to be honest with you. I, I really like the idea of Brian Flurry, even though I had I no idea who he was. 
And and the reason is that the research I did on him really comes from what other people have written about him. From my understanding, Brian Flurry is so smart that Kyle Shanahan really, really doesn't want to lose him. And that fact alone makes me want him. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? If Kyle Shanahan thinks Brian Flurry, his tight ends coach, is so valuable to his offense, I mean, it's essentially how it was written by, I think, Peter King or Albert Breer. Brian Flurry is essentially the run game coordinator for the 49ers. He coached defense. He's actually a former quarterback. He played quarterback in high school, then in the lower lower division college. Yep. He bounced around, coached football. I mean, defense, did the director of football research. But he's been coaching on offense since 2020 with Kyle Shanahan. I'm so intrigued by him. I would not mind pairing him with like a quarterback coach and having him run your OC. That really, really intrigues me. Number two, I would go with Nick Cayley. I really like Nick. Um, everything I've heard, Chris, is that there are people who have been on this staff very recently who are openly rooting for Nick Cayley. And that's because coaches really, really respect Nick. He's a young coach. People really like him. And quite frankly, if he gets the job, it's because he deserves it. He'd be number two. For number three, I'd go to Clint Kubiak. Clint is also another young coach. He's 36 years old. He was an OC in Minnesota for one year. Didn't quite work out, but Mike Zimmer was fired. So he went to Denver. Pass game coordinator did not work out, but also Nathaniel Hackett got fired. So it's been kind of a rough road for him. Three different teams in the last three years, but former OC, quarterback guy, fine. I'll take and that, that Vikings offense was good the year that he was there. They I think they finished 12th in total offense. Yeah. Uh, Jefferson was an all-pro but he just kind of got whacked with the rest of um, Zimmer's staff there. 100%. And then for number one, I'm number four. I'm going to go with Tanner Angstrand. And for people who don't know him, essentially, if Ben Johnson were to have left the Detroit Lions, Tanner Angstrand would have replaced him as the OC. I mean, Ben Johnson's replacement is already in Detroit. It's Tanner Angstrand. And for that reason, you know what? I'm glad Mayo interviewed him. Might as well. Ben Johnson is viewed as one of the top OCs. And if this is, you know, he's the Lions pass game coordinator. Yeah, sure. I'll take him. And the reason I have Luke Getze and Scott Turner, you know, five and six, just because they didn't have success as OCs and the other places they were at. Like, like Luke Getze was just fired for the team. That's probably going to take a rookie quarterback at number one. Are you going to hire him as your OC to draft a rookie quarterback number three, Chris? That makes me very, very nervous. And Scott Turner is another guy who's had some success. He was the OC over in Washington. But, like, that commander's team wasn't very good. That was, I believe that was under Ron Rivera. He was a quarterback's coach, I think, with Cam Newton in Carolina. He was a quarterback's coach of Minnesota. So, like, Scott Turner has a lot of experience. But, like, I'll be honest, it, his resume doesn't impress me, even though he has more experience than most of the guys I talk. So, for me... I would go with the younger guys who have less experience over the experienced guys who frankly have failed. Is this Bill O'Brien bias right now? <laughs> you know what? I was all in on Bill O'Brien a year ago, man. I was all in. And the fact that Bill O'Brien. You're all out on experienced coordinators now. Right. He, he looked at this situation. And he was like, you know what? I'm going back to college. There's the NIL to deal with. You know, that, that stuff is a mess right now in the college game. And Bill O'Brien was still like, you know what? I'd rather be at Ohio State than New England. I think that tells you a lot about the state of the Patriots. It sure does. All right. We'll keep you posted on all things coordinator search as that list is whittled down even further. Thanks for following along, and we'll catch you further on down the trail. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live.